Monty Williams is the 2022 NBA Coach of the Year. Brendan Clean from Locked On Suns is going to join me to talk about the transformation of the Phoenix Suns organization since before Monty Williams took over to now. And I'm going to give Cliff some props. I'm going to give Cliff some props this this podcast. Alex Lindsay, Locked On Cardinals. Here we go. You are Locked On Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on the podcast at Locked On Easy Cards on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. We've got a jam show today. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Free and available on all platforms. Brendan Clean from Locked On Suns is going to join me in the final segment. On the heels of Monty Williams winning the 2021-2022 NBA Coach of the Year and being one of the two people to spearhead the transformation from the Phoenix Suns organization of old, post-Steve Nash, to now where they're, you know, one of the best teams in the NFL over uh, NBA over the last two years. Um, there's some interesting things that Brennan says. I recorded the I recorded the the interview about 20 minutes ago, just about player development and in-game stuff that that really rang true. And I'm 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 really excited for you all to hear him talk about Monty Williams, even though the Suns uh, have lost two in a row and haven't looking looked the greatest over the last 96 minutes of basketball. Um, yeah, really good stuff from him. I'm this first segment going to talk about Cliff Kingsbury and I'm going to talk about the things that he does well. In the second segment, I'm going to talk about things that Kyler Murray could do a little bit better to make Cliff Kingsbury's life easier. It's a different angle that I haven't really taken because I'm usually on the side of Kyler Murray. And even though he's not a perfect quarterback, even though he's not a superstar quarterback yet, even though he's not a perfectly, you know, formed quarterback regarding his game. That doesn't mean that he can't do things better to help Cliff Kingsbury's job, you know, be a little bit easier. And I'm going to talk about that in the second segment. First here. Um, so there's some things that Cliff Kingsbury does well. Um, what I've said and what I've continued to say about Cliff Kingsbury's ability to coach a full game is he can put together a great movie trailer. He can put together an incredible movie trailer, but sometimes the full movie, when you go to the theaters, isn't great. The, the trailer kind of oversold what the movie was about and how entertaining it was. Like, we, we see play calls from, from Cliff Kingsbury. The ones that I remember specifically are the ones around the goal line that work. It seems like it's such a broad spectrum of emotions you can go through while watching the Arizona Cardinals inside the 10-yard line. Like, you get possessions where they have this great drive and then it's a false start, loss of yards, incomplete pass, field goal. You're like, what the hell did we just see? And then other times, you see one or two great play calls. Like, oh my sweet mother, what was that? Wrap that in a bow and give that to me for Christmas. You know, a lot the ones that the ones that I remember specifically are like, it's it, and when James Connor is in the fold, these plays tend to be easier to run or easier to fool opponents if they're timed correctly. It's a naked, you know, play action bootleg to Kyler where he can 
you know, skippity doodah into the end zone with nobody around him in the far pylon. Like those are masterful play calls because go with me here. A good play call is something that tricks the defense into thinking it's something else. Or a good play call is something that makes the offense move down the field and the defense can't stop it. That's that's next level thinking here that you get locked on Cardinals. Alex Clancy, follow me on Twitter, Clancy's Corner. But the ones that I remember from Cliff the most are around the goal line. Inside the 10-yard line, um, it, it, it's one, and if you're, if you're a sports fan, doesn't matter if it's basketball, doesn't matter if it's golf or you know hockey or football, it's ones where you're watching the play and, and you watch it happen. You're like, oh, not, not, not the, the angry one or, or the let down one. It's the, oh, that was nice. It was those, it was those cliff moments and they're there, but I don't think that they get appreciated as much as maybe they should because they're at times fewer and farther between fewer and farther between farer is not a word fewer and farther between than what coaches in the one percent of offensive play calling you know uh, creates and executes they're there they're a great trailer not always a great movie it's not always his fault i know so one of the biggest debates i get into or or, uh, conversations i get into with people whether it be on twitter and my my dms or just in person is well, false starts not on the player, or false starts not on the coach. Fal- penalties aren't on the coach. That's on the players not, you know, being, uh, you know, diligent enough, and you know, to you know, no cadences, no audibles, not jump off sides, things like that. Winning franchises aren't always aren't the most penalized. So you can say it's on the players, but. It, that's coaching that's preparation that's game readiness and what makes and i'll ask brandon clean about this what makes good to great or average to good is being more ready mentally and physically than your opposition and that is where i think one of the biggest short sites you know shortcomings of cliff kingsbury is he doesn't get the cardinals ready like other coaches do they're talented, absolutely. Are there great trailers thrown out there for movies? Absolutely. But if there is an execution on game day, if there is an execution from second one to the last tick of the clock, with readiness physically and mentally included, could be selling themselves short. And that's kind of what we saw the second half of last season. Hopefully in 2022, it'll turn around and we'll see more of the former part of the 2021 season and not the latter. Alex Clancy, follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Brendan Clean from Lockdown Suns is going to join me in the final segment. On Twitter, in the byline of the Locked on Cardinals Twitter page, spreading the gospel of Kyler Murray is written. I err on the side of Kyler Murray over Cliff Kingsbury when things don't go right. I do. I believe in Kyler Murray's ability more than I believe in Cliff Kingsbury's ability as a coach. I do believe that. And I believe that quarterbacks putting good situations with good ecosystems, with good agents who aren't making things more difficult for them, with good coaching staff and front offices, 
flourish more frequently than those who are talented in bad situations. I'm not saying the Cardinals are a bad situation. Don't quote me on that. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that Cliff Kingsbury isn't elevating Kyler Murray as much as other coaches might. Having said that, and what I'm going to talk about next segment is what Kyler Murray can do to make Cliff Kingsbury's job a little bit easier. I'll talk about that next. First, bet online, bet online, bet online. Uh, our partner at Bet Online continues to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest news, odds, and sports development, including this year's basketball playoffs. They've been insane. Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even you know next season NLF futures. Bet Online is your or NFL future. Sorry. Uh, Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Second segment Locked on Cardinals. Brendan Clean from Locked on Suns is going to join me next segment to talk about Monty Williams winning coach of the year, what he's done to change the culture of the organization post Steve Nash. And you're seeing the fruits of. of of what he's done from coaching to leadership, to stability, to player, uh, you know, to player uh, evolution. Like uh, he is a teacher of the game and he's a respected stable force in any front office and, or, you know, coaching front office. They're grouped in at times. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing to watch. You know, the sons get better. And him and James Jones have been instrumental, obviously, in the growth of that organization. Chris Paul has helped too. But the growth of those players, really, I mean, you have to give credit to Monty Williams. And um, and I'm going to talk to Brennan Clean about that next segment. I've, I, you know, I'm, I'm tough on Cliff. And I think the majority of it is, is, is rightfully so. Uh, but that doesn't mean that his star quarterback is doing him all the favors. And he's not, you know, taking, he... It, it's not like Kyler Murray is giving him all of all of the ingredients to cook a dinner. You know, this is a fine is a five dine it's a fine dining meal, but sometimes Kyler Murray forgets to give him the butter or the pepper, you know, whatever, the salt, you know, whatever to make that meal and execute it. Kyler Murray has some things that he needs to work on as well that will make Cliff Kingsbury's job a little bit easier. Okay, there's a couple. One, the stuff on the sidelines. You know, and this is, it's not as big of a deal as the media wants to, to make it because it's like, oh, pissed off quarterback segment. Pissed off quarterback segment. Segment for our TV show, our radio show. That's not it. But Kyler's a mature man. Sometimes he doesn't look like that on the sidelines. It's like, well, well, what does an immature man look like? It looks like that. So obviously he's immature. Stop. Just because Kyler Murray doesn't say a thousand words when a hundred will do, doesn't mean he's not mature, level-headed, and capable of leading an NFL team. So that whole thing is, oh, he's not mature. Get him out of here. He's pouting on the sidelines. Aaron Rodgers has requested a trade three times and people love him. Chill out. Okay. Trust the quarterback, but he can kind of put a little makeup on that on the sidelines. And, you know, nobody can change what they look like when they're being demonstrative. It's like you're going to an acting coach and you're 
learning things in a different accent and learning completely different mannerisms, but he can button it up a little bit. And I think he will. And it comes with a little bit of time. He's never lost before. And that since, okay, we're going to put a moratorium in perpetuity on he hasn't lost before. So he doesn't know how to do it. That's over. That needs to be over for sure. So that will help Cliff Kingsbury because it'll kind of show a unified front because whether you like it or not, Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury are going to be around for a long time. And Kyler Murray needs to be on board with that. I'm assuming they'll sign him to an extension sooner rather than later. So he will be the future of the Arizona Cardinals as well from the quarterback position. That's one. Number two, he needs to learn how to step up in the pocket a little bit better than he does now. Um, What separated Drew Brees from others, you, you know, smaller, smaller quarterbacks, you know, not six, five quarterbacks, even Peyton Manning, even though he was, he's a large, large man. Um, his ability to maneuver around the pocket inside the pocket and step up and gun it down the field. Drew Brees was exemplary at. And that's something that Kyler Murray needs to add into his rep, add, add into his repertoire. He's a, he likes to throw the fade away. You know, it's when there's nobody uh, on the other side, Christian Kirk and him had this timing down great. It was like, all right, run to the pylon. I'm going to throw it there. Go get it. Um, Kyler Murray threw a lot of bad interceptions. And a lot is loosely defined, but he threw a handful of bad interceptions last year. A bunch of them ended up being pick sixes, one of which was, one of the more embarrassing plays in Kyler Murray's career, I would think, and I would think that he would say the same thing, um, was the pick six against the Rams. Threw a pick six against Minnesota. Like, he just threw interceptions to start the second half a year of the year last year. And that doesn't help Cliff Kingsbury. So I those are the three that I mentioned. I kind of fused the last two into one. Number one, the, the sideline thing needs to needs to subside a little bit. Number two, he needs to learn how to step up in the pocket, plant, and use his cannon without fading away. And third, I mean, the careless interceptions. They're lazy. They're lazy thrown balls. This isn't an ego thing where it's like Matt Stafford was a guy who always thought that he could, you know, thread the needle between two or three defenders. He'd throw a lot of bad interceptions that way. These are like lazy throws where either he's – not doing his homework, which I don't think that's the case, or he just throws it up and thinks he's going to complete. It's like, you know what? Throw it out of bounds. Take a 15-yard penalty for intentional grounding. Don't throw it to the other team because of a lazy throw. And those are three things I think Kyler Murray could do better to make Cliff Kingsbury's job easier. We'll see what happens in 2022. Alex Lanty, Locked On Cardinals. Brendan Clean from Locked On Suns is next. I'm going to ask him about Monty Williams winning the 2021-2022 NBA Coach of the Year and where the, where the Suns are now as opposed to where they were a handful of years ago before Monty Williams took over. Alex Lancey locked on Cardinals. That's next. First, Rock Auto. Um, I'm going to Tarantino it for you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Tarantino, tell you the ending. Now I'm going to talk to you about the beginning. Um, if you don't know about cars like I do, like I don't, um, going to a chain storefront uh, is daunting. Like It's awkward. It's weird. It's like, hey, I need help. I don't. I have no idea. Like I know that my car has four wheels, and I know it's blue, but that's about it. Can you help me? I need this part. Um, and even if you go, a couple things. One, they may not even have the part in stock. 
Number two, they may upcharge you 30, 40, 50% just because, you know, for stocking fees or whatever the hell they want to call it. RockAuto.com doesn't do that for you. You go to the website, you type in, you know, whatever, carpet, and then your make and model, you order it, and then boop, it's on your doorstep a couple of days later. Their prices are reliably low. They're a family-owned business. They've been online for 20 years. They ain't going to upcharge family, man. Go to rockauto.com, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, final segment, Locked on Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter, Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day. If you venture out of the NFL channel, your first, li- your second listen every day should be locked on Suns. Uh, Brendan Clean, my buddy, my man, is in the middle of a playoff push here with the Phoenix Suns. And I like to bring Brendan on once or twice a year to kind of discuss the transformation, the metamorphosis of the Phoenix Suns post Steve Nash and, you know, and the transition between then to now and how much struggle they went through with Lindsey Hunter and Earl Watson, et cetera, et cetera. Igor Kokoshkov, who's now on the opposing bench of the, of the Dallas Mavericks. And then enter Monty Williams and James Jones, and everything seems to change overnight. Or you see the snowball moving downhill overnight. Monty Williams won Coach of the Year officially yesterday. When you're watching the Suns, are you constantly reminded of how different it is now than it was a couple years ago? Yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> you're, you're catching me on a day when the, the Suns just lost a game, obviously, yeah. uh, over the weekend. And so I think the, the timing of, of this is interesting. And, and Monty winning it is today is a little bit funny, too. But you notice it because of how high the standard is now, I think. You know, I think that's the best way I can put it. You watch that game three, that game four in Dallas where the Suns lose. And... It's just crazy how, well, first of all, how tight the margins have become in the playoffs and everything's so magnified. And you can start to find yourself thinking like, man, why is Monty sticking with JaVale McGee? Why is he sticking with campaign? Why is he not calling this timeout so soon? And Suns fans are the first to jump on that because, again, the playoffs bring all of that stuff out. But it just is, again, you can kind of take a step back, zoom out a little bit on a day like this when he is winning it and go, well, hold on. Like, those for those to be the things that are that are the complaints right now, it's not to say that a championship is still not the goal and those things matter, but it is uh, it is just a reminder of, of how far that franchise has come and, and how great of a coach Monty is and how deserving he was of that award. Every day, Locked on Suns, free and available on all platforms. Brendan Clean at Brendan Clean 14 on Twitter. Um, yeah, but and, and I thought about that too, and I'm like, you know what? You and I were texting over the weekend. Like, I, I think I asked you a question because we had talked about Chris Paul and like the – you know, in, in the back of your mind is this, well, Chris Paul has a tendency to come, come up short. Nobody's been in a situation like this. The Suns, even with Steve Nash, nor Chris Paul, because Chris Paul's the elder statesman. He's got these young players who are not just young bucks who he's teaching like he was in OKC. So it's a very different situation. It was, you know, a poor performance from him. And, you know, the, the Suns couldn't squeak it out. But you're right. The way you brought it in, the, the reason why I brought you on is because the coach of the year is a regular season award. They put up a 64 burger in the regular season. Okay. They have been the top flight organization over the last season and a half. You know, it was like, let's figure it out. And then boom, that's what they were. And then what, you know, what they were this year. 
What is a down like like what is a, a weakness of Monty Williams's? Oh, I, again, I mean, the playoffs are just such a different beast. I think especially yeah. in the NBA versus any other sport, it just takes on a whole other meaning of, of what a, a great coach really is. I think during the regular season, you'll be hard-pressed to find any weaknesses for him, honestly. I mean, I think there's you could make one case that in the regular season, you know, Monty is in this unique spot where Probably the hardest thing to do, I think, for a great team or a consistently good team in the NBA during the regular season is to get their younger players to continue to get better at the same time that they still win games. The very best franchises tend to do that. You look at Toronto, the Clippers, these teams that are just machines in terms of chugging out deep rosters every year. But that's, that's very nitpick. And I also think the Suns did that. So maybe not all 15 guys, but Bridges, Aiton, Booker, those guys all got better. In the playoffs, I think Monty's the weakness. Some some of it is what I was just saying that that fans tend to jump on him about is he's a guy who is a great game planner, who is a, I mean, a brilliant tactician. His his after timeout stuff is almost always going to get you a good look when you need one. He understands the the game within the game stuff. He knows what's going to be picked at by the opposing team. He knows what his guys are going to try to pick at on the opposing team. Um, but there is a little bit there where you have to be ready in an absolute instant, two, three possessions of something happening to stop it with the timeout, mm-hmm. ideally, and then adjust and, and make it go away with something that you're, you're changing on the court. And so that's, that's such high-level playoff basketball, but you get into these series and now they're 2-2 two, two, and, and that stuff matters. You have to be ready for it. You have to be able to figure it out on the fly. You can't have JaVale McGee giving up open threes because he can't close out. And we're now, you know, four games in, and it still feels like McGee is at a disadvantage in this series, just to give one example for people who have been watching. So that's the type of high-level stuff. But again, I was worried Monty would not win this award because it was almost expected that the Suns would be great this year. And you usually get it in the NBA when you first surprise people. He missed that last year because – People were obsessed with the Knicks being better. This year, it, it should have been his. I was worried it might not be. It looks like he uh, he won it pretty pretty far and away. If you look at the the, the ballots that got published online and stuff, it, it seemed like most people picked him, and rightly so. Brendan Clean, Locked on Suns. You can check him out every day, free and available on all platforms and on YouTube. Follow him on Twitter at BrendanClean14. Um, there's one knock that I've given towards Cliff Kingsbury, and obviously it was going to come back around to the Cardinals. Um, I'm trying to keep this because it, like – Monty Williams is a roadmap for player development, in my opinion. Like, sure, Chris Paul, bringing in Chris Paul has made, it'll make any coach's job easier because you have that coach on the field or coach on the, you know, coach on the court. Uh, the emergence, like the true emergence of Devin Booker into the, oh, you can't avoid saying that he's a star anymore has yeah. helped as well. But Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, Jay Crowder's infusion into this roster. JaVale McGee, even DeAndre in some capacity, at least between the ears, is something that, in my opinion, Cliff Kingsbury doesn't do as well. I'm not saying he's terrible at it. I'm just saying that the talent on the field is kind of on their own at points because I don't think Cliff has the ability to do what Monty Williams is doing. Tell me quickly about a little bit more inside basketball, as it were, of what he's done. You've seen Cam Johnson – like what Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges have become over the last two seasons – 
Yeah. I don't know. You, I don't think you were surprised by Mikhail Bridges, but Cam Johnson was looked at as a bust through the first six months of his career, which is not necessarily fair. But tell me about what he's done with players to make them grow in different ways that other coaches may not be able to. Yeah, I mean, you look back to 2019, 2020, actually, to me, is, is when you see the the most impact that Monty has had from a player development standpoint. Because again, when you're trying to win at a very high level, that stuff becomes secondary. You lock into what you are as a team and guys have to sort of, you get better within that, but you're not going to, you know, they're not going to say, okay, Cam, you know, go run 50 pick and rolls in a game. Like that's not an option. You got to get better within your role. That's about it. But before that, when Ricky Rubio was still here before the Chris Paul trade, when Kelly Oubre was still here, this team went from God awful to, genuinely above average in an instant and it was basically the same roster outside of getting rubio that was basically the, the only big difference you got aaron baines as a backup center not that big of a deal he was good but you know that backup center shouldn't make that big of a difference and it was monty almost all up and down everybody was able to settle into what am i actually being asked to do what do i need to get better at and how do i play off of the guys around me to maximize what I am as a player. And you just saw the impact that expect realistic expectation, genuine, actual structure, and, you know, obviously a, a good people person and a, and a guy who can connect with people, what all that could mean for players. And I've always said, and, and, you know, I, people probably don't want to hear my Cliff Kingsbury opinions, but it, just from the NBA standpoint, like the difference between a bad coach and a, and a good coach to me is readiness to play. Do you come out every game having a game plan that, that can work, bringing energy and intensity and genuine, you know, give a crap? And, you know, do you play hard throughout the game? And if you can tell teams that don't have that because they fall flat on their face almost every single night. The Suns were that when you were talking about all the coaches they used to have. They were that for a long time. When Monty got here, that, that stopped completely. And then I think the difference between a good coach and a great coach is it's probably a little smaller, a little harder to notice, but it's uh, it's just some of that extremely high level X's and O's. Can you can you recraft what you are for the team that you're playing? Can you uh, put guys together to make them better than the sum of their parts? Can you adapt that scheme that might have worked super well to get you from bad to good? Can you adapt it to get from good to great based on who you have on your roster and the types of ways that they play together or one guy improves let's incorporate him more let's do this and that that's the type of stuff that we've seen Monty do the past two years and this team obviously has has jumped up a level not just because of Monty we can't ignore the Chris Paul part but uh in large part because Monty was there to to keep putting it all together really well put man that was really good (laughs) that was really no it's true I mean the a, a whole better than the sum of its parts is just it rings true when it's not always there follow him on Twitter at BrendanClean14. Check him out every day on Locked on Suns. Um, that's going to do it for me. I wanted him to say it, so I didn't have to try him. Basketball was my first love, but I've shifted, and I'm not as – I've never been as fine-tuned as you. So um, I really appreciate you taking some time. Thanks for making Locked on Carlos your first listen each and every day. Now make Locked on NFL your second listen. Hosts like me on Thursdays. Ross Jackson and Luke Braun on Tuesdays. 30 minutes national news. It's the best of the best for the, that the NFL has to offer. Alex Nancy, Lockdown Cardinals. I'll talk to you tomorrow.